thing. Let's do the thing. I'm hitting the button. The thing is being done. Waiting for the green light. Green light, which means we. No! Get those words! Good morning, Whoa. everyone. <laughs> Did you hear all that noise? It's time to get those nerds. That's us. It's time for the Bid Nerds, your daily nerd out on the most interesting cars of the day on all the automotive enthusiast auction websites like Bring a Trailer Rad for Sale, P-Car Market, and whatever other ones are out there. Um, cars and Bids. Doug DeMiro's got a site I guess people are talking about. Or I don't know. Is that a thing? Uh, <laughs> Even Hemmings uh -huh. is getting in on the game. There's uh, so automotive auction sites. What the heck is that? That's one of these. That's these websites where you can put your car up for sale. It's not like eBay though. There's like a whole new genre of that. If you don't know what's going on in the automotive enthusiast auction sites, what are you doing here? Uh, this is Bid Nerds, where we pick the most interesting cars of the day uh, and we nerd out about them uh, because there's so many cars on all these different websites that it's hard to keep track. So we do that for you. We pick the most interesting ones. Hello, Michael Deep. Partner, what's going on? What's up? Yeah, unlike uh, eBay, the cars here have a chance to sell. Yeah, right. And uh, yeah, no kidding. We can get into the differences between these and eBay on another show. Uh, oh my God, that would take hours. That would take hours. We should pick a car from eBay one day just for, for S and giggles. Um, yep. Yeah, no, hey, uh, for everyone who's just joining us, if you've never been in the show before, uh, we do this Monday through Friday at about the 9 o'clock hour, you know, every week, day after day, week after week, heck, month after month. <laughs> we have yeah. been nerding out on the most interesting cars of the day and, uh, on all these auction sites, uh, and two or three people watch us, uh, mostly <laughs> interns at P-Car Market, uh, but not a, not a lot more people than that. Um, it, you know, JP, it's funny to think that but it's almost summer and yeah. we've been doing the show since last year. So, mm. well, I mean, yeah, it's getting there. Um, I don't like to admit that cause that just sounds <laughs> terrible. Like, you know, we don't have anything better to do, um, which we <laughs> it don't. was a pandemic. Yeah. Come we on. really, we really don't have who, anything else to do. Who did start a podcast did the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. 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 Another banned word. Uh, you know, we, we, every week I think we ban a new phrase or word. <laughs> and the the P A N word is I think one that right. we should uh, ban uh, as well. Fair play. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like banning words, we're hard band stick. Um, all right, guys. Well, let's get what are we, huge, the thing. huge in Japan, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, huge uh, Citizen in Japan. K. We open for Citizen Kane. <laughs> this is a show where uh you know a lot of people talk about cars all all day long on the internet i mean how many different car shows are there on the internet oh my God. this isn't that what we do is yeah we nerd out on some of these cars we'll talk about some of the technical stuff but we really get into why they're interesting it doesn't necessarily mean they're the best cars on the automotive auction site some, it's just a matter of what's interesting and what isn't interesting Interesting. Yeah, you're very, <laughs> you sound like Sean, Sean Connery. Connery. Interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't at all. But anyways, uh, we'll uh, we'll nerd out on these cars, and then what's different about our show from other shows, I think, is that we make predictions as to what we think these cars will actually sell for when uh -huh. the hammer hits the sound block at their That's end, right. at the end of their uh, respective auctions today. All the cars that we talk about will end today. Uh, so those cars will either sell or fail to sell. Their auctions will end. Uh, but we always start the show off by going over our predictions from the day before. So we are accountable to our poor, poor <laughs> decisions and our poor uh, predictions. We do not know what we're talking about. So don't listen but, to us except you, to uh, hit the subscribe you, button. You know what we are good at is bringing on third nerds that know more about this than we do. Because yeah. on, on Tuesday... Um, Paul Kramer kicked our butt. He won, you know, we don't keep 
we don't really keep track of his score, but he won four of the lots. The only one that he didn't win was my Yahtzee on the uh, 355. And then yeah. yesterday we had Lane Skelton on from, from uh, Driving Wall Awesome. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. I hate having that guy on. He always wins. Where's his partner? What's that guy, Bradley Brownell? Bradley Brownell. Yeah, he's a, he's a, a respected bag. journalist, man. He, yeah, uh, but he's, he's not a... very good at predicting like car values, whereas, uh, you know, Lane... Uh, what's the point? I mean, every time he comes on, it, it's just embarrassing. Well, I mean, when is it not? Honestly, that's yeah. what this show that The only reason anyone watches the show is not for our expertise, not for our predictions. This is to watch, it's a train wreck. It's watching yeah. two idiots NASCAR. Uh, mumble around and clunk through these cars. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, waiting for a wreck. Um, we are the NASCAR of podcasts. Everybody's just waiting for a train wreck. Yeah, <laughs> which is pretty much nonstop. All right, guys. Well, let's get to yesterday's cars. Let's look at our predictions, how we did yesterday. Uh, we like, uh, like, like Michael said, we did have Lane Skelton from Rad for Sale and Driving While Awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. So he uh, he did dar- pretty darn well. Let's go over the cars from yesterday. Oh, before we do that, hit the subscribe, yep. hit the like, and hit the notification button. Um, yeah. So that you and know. And tell somebody. Yeah, tell, tell somebody, somebody how do funny this. we are. How funny looking or how big mm-hmm. idiots we are. Just let everyone know. Okay, look, there's two more morons on the internet. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. knows there's morons on the internet, but let them know yeah. there's two new ones. Yeah. Mildly entertaining. All right, let's get to uh, yesterday's big car was a car that I really like uh, as its base, but I do not understand the appeal of paying a premium for this car. Um, <laughs> Wait, do you see the result? Did you see the results? I, I did, and it's just, <laughs> man, talk about stupid uh, people on the internet, man. Talk just, about eating crow. Look at those fooks. Uh, oh I, okay. So we're this, this was a 50th anniversary. This is the 991 right. launch car, correct? Pretty much. Yeah. 2014 Porsche 911. And essentially this special package is the 50 year anniversary car. So this is an S with a power kit that makes like 430 horsepower, normally aspirated with a flat six. Uh, these came with both manual and PDK. Our car here that was offered out of Marin County came with the seven speed manual, all the 50th anniversaries has the 20-inch sort of Fuchs evocation wheels. They came in three different colorways. Uh, you got this sort of Pepita houndstooth checkered seats. And then like the early Long Hood 911s, you had green-faced gauges, uh, which were really cool. All of this is to say that um, these were like a bunch of exclusive parts that were packaged together. And from the moment these cars sold, they've always commanded a pretty hefty premium for what you say is a car that, you know, by and large, by the parts bin, is not that special. There's not anything on there that's really bespoke. There's just a few things that you could ask for on a regular build. And I tend to agree with you. I wish it was more special. The uh, notched roof, like you were talking about on the Sport Classic, uh, or, or say substituting the seven-speed for a six-speed, that would be really interesting to me. But uh, in any case, these cars still do really well in the secondary market. Our car was about $130,000 brand new. It has less than 1,000 miles on the odometer. It's in geyser gray, which is my least favorite of the colors, but this one is essentially brand new. So I said 140000 and I thought I was going to be high. Then you came in at 142500 and then Lane Skelton came in at one hundred and forty-five grand. Our car sold yesterday on P-Car Market, of all places, for $165,750, which has to be a high watermark for the car in the last two or three years. Yeah, I think the low miles are really what's bringing this, the money for this car. I mean, if you And the had, manual. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, yes and no. I mean, of course, a manual's always going to bring more money, but I don't... Look, it's it's the fact that this is a number or limited numbered car with super super low miles. Um, if it were if somebody bought this car back in 2014 and drove it, and this thing had 60,000 miles on it or something like that, like most 2014 911s, yeah. um, would it bring a premium over a regular one? Sure, it still will, but it wouldn't be you know any remotely close. I don't even know if it'd break 100. Um, so this one no, would be yeah. yeah being a buck yeah. 60. Uh, wow, that is that's just absurd. I, I think that's absurd. But but, you know, whatever. I mean, people yeah. are spending they made, big money on limited cars. I've never understood that. They made 1963, the first year of the 911, the year mm-hmm. the 911 was introduced. They made 1,963 of these things. So it's a limited edition, but, you know, I mean, it, there's 
I don't know. It's still two thousand cars it. out you there. You said it. You said it, Dave. I mean, I you know, I I suggested maybe a notch roof or something that you couldn't replicate, but really a six speed would have been the thing to do. And yeah. look, because everyone is everyone loves the nine eleven R. I think I think most Porsche files will agree that that's kind of been the best nine eleven of all time at this point yeah. so far. Right? It's that nine eleven, yeah. the nine nine one dot one R. They made very few of them. They and you know what do they do? Exactly what you just said. They put a six-speed. Yeah. And that was yeah. so popular that the next oh generation God. of GT3 wound up having that same six-speed. Oh, a still, wingless six-speed, yeah. A wingless six-speed for the T, yeah. And that's you know that's what everyone wants. Everyone wants to replicate that R. And this car with a seven-speed, is you could totally replicate this with a regular S. There's just yeah. nothing about this thing other than, I mean, there's just nothing. Except other than the number yeah. plate, it's the only thing yeah. that you can't get. The wingless six-speed I was talking about is the GT3 Touring. The mm-hmm. 911T still, U- U- still used a seven-speed, which I thought I was did say a the, the, shortcoming. Yeah. 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 No, yeah, right? I mean, the 911, because that the 991 dot two t that you just talked about with the seven-speed, as many of us already know, that seven-speed <laughs> is not a real manual. That is a PDK yeah. unit. Uh, you uh, basically yeah. got a fake plunger for your foot. Uh, it yeah. doesn't do anything. That is a PDK unit, not a uh, not a true manual, guys. And uh, yeah. that blew my mind when I heard that. So the six-speed manual, heck yeah, that's what they should have put. But, you know, they couldn't have done the six-speed manual back then. If they had put a six-speed in this car, uh, that would have been admitting that the seven-speed wasn't very good. And I think I know. they were still yeah, in that they point couldn't do where that they, were, yeah. they weren't ready. Yeah. I, I pray to God that the 992-911 GTS comes with a six speed instead of a seven i think that would be really cool and then this this like throwback car Mm -hmm. how cool would it have been if they put a five speed in it (laughs) right (laughs) that would have been hilarious right gosh uh, but they didn't call me they didn't call this genius yeah (laughs) yeah Uh, it's just because the bid nerds weren't on the internet yet i'm sure that's why (laughs) that's that's why yeah i I, i'm waiting for a call at any moment hey listen we're making a car it's coming out next year you got any advice uh, yeah. That's probably well, they not stole, all we're getting anytime they soon. They stole your driving idea during the P-word era. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. Good point. Um, but, what a, you know, I mean, who's keeping score? Honestly, honestly. All right, what else did we talk about yesterday? We talked, I mean, that oh, car, we talked look, about this 911 was kind of dumb, but the minivan, holy cow, this is. Oh, yeah. Well, th- this minivan might actually be quicker in a straight line. It's right? a 2007 Mercedes-Benz R63 AMG with less than 90,000 miles on it. I think the big news here is triple black color, which is certainly attractive. If you have to rock a minivan, it's got to look like it's government issue. Um, the other thing is that this car had under 100,000 miles. And then the last thing is these uh, normally aspirated V8s from Mercedes-Benz apparently have very fragile head studs. And the head studs have been replaced in this car. So that weak point in the drivetrain is allegedly taken care of. So with all that in mind, I said $35,000. You took a conservative under at 31, and Lane, who, who has kids, didn't even believe in this car, right? He went 30 grand. Uh, so this car sold for $38,500 on cars and bids. I mean, I suppose, JP, that's probably the right platform for that. Yeah. Would you not agree? I mean, man, that's a big number. 40 yeah. grand? If, if you wear, like, hiking shoes from REI as your daily shoe, <laughs> yeah. uh, and, you know, I mean, I, I'm still pretty sure that this is, you know, Doug DeMuro's brother-in-law that owns this. I mean, you, you Gary saw DeMuro. Yeah, Gary yeah, DeMuro, yeah. exactly. Uh, very well-known, uh, much smaller internet channel but uh, still yeah. very popular um that's a joke no this uh, look if our friend rami uh got married and had kids this is what he would get i mean oh my um, god you know if you want to do burnouts with a car seat in the back uh you know i mean the cheerios would be just flying everywhere it'd just be a mess um yeah i this i guess if you got to do a minivan like you said but uh, really do you have is there really is there really any situation where you have to have a minivan and the answer is no, there isn't. There's no scenario where a minivan, you, I mean, that's just. It, it's, it's, our perspective is so lame, it's hard to believe we're married. 
but neither of our wives would ever demand something like this. Even no, if you had no, a no, bunch no. of kids, they'd be like, "No way!" No. I mean, no. dude, get a get a get a, a wagon, get an Avant, your, get a your your wife rocks a Jeep with no doors, and my wife wants a Volkswagen with Falias. So yeah, no, they don't. Neither one of them need a a, a five hundred horsepower minivan. minivan. I want to drive that car though. The kids would yeah. never be late. <laughs> if your husband wants a minivan, you have a wife. Okay, moving on. Yeah. So, right. what else do we? Uh, what else? Bring a have? trailer found for us a 1991 Alfa Romeo Spider mm. Veloce in bright, very giallo yellow, evocative. If it's not exactly that recipe, it's certainly very close to Ferrari's fly yellow. Uh, this car had what was it? JP sixteen thousand miles. It was really yeah. low miles. Yeah. And we really thought it was going to go pretty far. And we were right. I said 28. You took the over at 29. Lane, who clearly has never owned an Alpha, said 25. And our car on BAT sold for $30,250. Um, well done. Yeah, I think that's what these things should be worth. I mean, we've seen some no. super low mile ones go for even way more money. Uh, but this has been an undervalued car for a very long time. And so we're seeing values on everything kind of rise up because of, I don't know, inflation or whatever. Um, you know, there's just a lot of people out buying enthusiast cars. Uh, but this yeah. is a car that used has been a bargain for forever. I mean, for absolutely yeah. ever. Not a big performance car. Not a car that no. uh, you expect to really, you know, tear up the asphalt but just a beautiful Italian um, roadster that you can just have a great time in and look fantastic doing it. So I think $30,000 for a really no, uh, you know, low mileage one in a rare color like this, that totally makes sense. And I think these but, numbers should have been high like this for a while now. But Yeah, yeah. ultra low miles. I mean, this car has 16,000 yeah. miles. If it's twice as many miles, 32, that's ridiculously low miles, but it wouldn't have mm -hmm. brought 30 grand. Yeah. So, you know, it's this is ultra low miles. I, I, I wonder about that, it. Michael. Do you, I mean, 30, like you said, 30,000 miles is still really low miles. Uh, ultra I, low I miles. Think, I think the color on this and the condition, I mean, I think if this Drove car it, yeah. even had You're right. 50 or 60,000 right. miles, it could bring 30,000. I mean, I just think I we haven't seen a yellow one. Uh, That's in for sure. ages for sale at all. So yeah, yeah. Uh, there are no comps of yellow alpha spiders ever. <laughs> like even in the eighties yeah. and seventies and sixties, they didn't make yellow alpha spiders. Yellow was strictly the domain of uh, Lancia and Ferrari. Ah, man, I've I I've seen certainly not this yellow, but they're definitely they definitely had some kind of like uh, canary yeah. canary yellow ones <laughs> in the past. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Anyways, anyway, um, interesting okay. car. All right, we also looked on Bring a Trailer at a 2012 Porsche Cayman R. I mean, would you just love to rock this thing? I would. Mm -hmm. That'd be really fun. It was a manual car. It did have some miles on it, 66,000 miles. Uh, steel brakes, carbon buckets, manual transmission, Cayman R, limited slip differential. That is your track toy if ever there was one. Uh, John Ortiz, your new car is here. Um, anyway, I know he just got a new one, but I mean, I think he would sell his soul to get rid of that turbo and get a Cayman R that makes that noise and is probably almost as fast. Uh, I said 56,000 for this car. You went high at 60 and Lane Skelton came in real smooth at 58. So the car sold for 57,500 mm. and technically, uh, Lane was the closest, but I was closer than you. So I'll take that one. And then our final car. Uh, a throwback to the early days of JP's driving foyer. Mm -hmm. uh, 1972 Fiat 850 Sport Spider. This car uh, obviously was restored. It's orange with black, and I mean, you couldn't find a flaw on it. It was very nicely done. The paint and the assembly, the panel gaps, uh, the engine compartment looks brand new. This car is is completely redone. Uh, so I was really high on this car. I figured, uh, you know, a Bertone built fiat convertible from that era that's completely restored somebody would pay a premium so i went high i said twenty eight thousand. uh when you got done laughing you bid 18 and lane said 19 and the car sold for twenty two thousand seven hundred fifty dollars. so jp you had a great day you had three wins to my two but technically lane lane won three of them himself but we don't count his score because he's not that big of a big nerd is he do we, yeah, does he get a hat? I mean, I mean, <laughs> if we had hats, he'd get one. But uh, all right, yeah, that well, Fiat man, I, twenty-two thousand dollars is absurd for an eight fifty sport. Uh, they are just such pieces of junk. As much as I love them, it's all <laughs> nostalgia, not because it was a good car. Uh, engine in the back and the top goes down. You're gonna have a good time no matter what. Um, even that, when you have that, to push it. 
But that restoration, that guy yeah. could take that car to Concorso Italiano in Monterey in August and come home with a trophy or a ribbon yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, it was really nicely done. Whoever did it, beautiful job. Yeah, sure. not a performance car, but yeah, all the romance. <laughs> performance. It's not a car yeah. that will run. I mean, it's yeah. like it's <clears throat> like you, most of the most of the miles are going to be coasting down a hill because I mean, yep. it's just. Man, talk about literally bring a trailer. <laughs> Mount Charleston to North Vegas. Yeah, if you're lucky. Okay, from the top of the hill down, not going up. Exactly, Mount Charleston to North Vegas. It's even all if it, even if the engine were still running, getting to the top of the Mount Charleston run, uh, it doesn't have enough power to make it up. You're no, gonna have to get out and push just because you're going to be going 14 miles an hour, and everyone yeah. behind you, you know, that guy Honking. in that uh, in that 63, uh, not 63 year. But the, what was that? The R63 minivan is going to be behind you, j- just getting yeah, furious. losing his mind. Yeah, yeah. ready to yeah. throw his latte at you. All right, all right, guys. So if you, that was yesterday's cars, uh, again, Michael Deeb and I are not good at this, even though we do it every single day at the nine o'clock hour. Uh, when we bring guests in, it's glaringly obvious that we're not any good at this. Uh, so, Lane Skelton, thanks for joining us yesterday. Hey, uh, check out uh, Lane Skelton and his crew of guys over at Driving While Awesome. They have a podcast that they've been doing for years now. Yours truly is on an episode that I believe is dropping today or dropping today uh so supposed to. The, yeah yeah so we were talking about our porsche road trip uh tv show on pluto tv so you can binge watch that as well but yeah go check out dwa's podcast they're really good even it's much better when i'm not on it so maybe check out some other episodes uh but uh great great weekly podcast if you're a, an automotive nerd like us um michael Deep, we have a we have uh we have some interesting cars today so let's try to really through those yeah. weird group of cars uh yeah. the first one jp is on bring a trailer uh, it's a 2008 Ford Mustang Bullet, and I'm not mm. sure if you know this, but but my sister and I own the Knob Hill Cafe, and right across the street is the apartment that Steve McQueen l- allegedly lived in with Jacqueline Bissett in the mm. movie Bullet. Uh, and the Mustang was parked out on the street right where the Knob Hill Cafe is uh, during the filming of that movie, which is really cool. So when the 01 Bullet came out, yours truly bought one, and I spent eight grand on the suspension to take the slack out so that the car would actually handle this car came out, and I thought it looked really cool because it has a uh, – this generation of the Mustang has a very uh, fastback, 60s throwback look. Um, this car uses a 4.6-liter V8 uh, and made real horsepower compared to my, you know, evolution of the Fox body. This one pumps out 315 horsepower and 325 pound-foot of torque through a limited slip differential and a five-speed transmission. This car is actually pretty legit. Um our particular car here that's on offer has just 2,900 miles, is offered out of Demi, New Mexico. Now, before you run off thinking uh, this is a real special collector car, uh, just know that it's one of 4,370 <laughs> made. So it's not really that limited. They are out there. Uh, while this one does have low miles, I don't expect anybody to pay too great a premium, or will they? Bullets have always done really well in the secondary market. Uh, They do have a small performance gain in every way, usually in the braking department, the exhaust department, uh, the suspension department, and a teeny bit in the motor department. That has been, uh, you know, sort of their MO since they came out. Uh, And this one is no exception. It's just a little bit better than a GT, but not quite a Shelby. Um, So anyways, here's our car, and it's sitting with two and a half hours to go, JP, at $21,500 out of Deming, New Mexico, the dark Highland Green bullet replica. Yeah, it's no secret that I'm not a big fan of American muscle cars, but, you know, if I had to drive one, this would certainly be on the list. I mean, you got to appreciate a car with the power like this and a manual transmission. This is just a good time. This is is one of those things that, you know... Look, we are very easily classified as Porsche snobs, but when to walk into a, yeah, walk into a Porsche dealership and try to get a manual. They want your firstborn kid. You have to fill yeah. out all kinds of paperwork. You got to wait forever, and that just sucks, Porsche. I mean, what the heck, man? Uh, and everybody knows that we want the manual ones. Yet they keep insisting on making these PDKs for people who yeah. like try to convince themselves. Oh, PDKs are just as good. Those are just. Those are just people trying to convince themselves, not the rest of us. They know that they're wrong because everyone that actually has one. Uh, anyways, this look, the bullet, um, the manual, you can roll into a Ford dealership or a Chevy dealership or a Chrysler dealership and buy whatever their top of the line thing is uh, yeah. with a manual. 
right now. They have one. Just go into any dealership anywhere and you're going to be able to get one. So, you know, America does a lot of things wrong when it comes to their automotive sensibilities, but they are spot on and way better than uh, than the European companies uh, when it comes to, you know, being able to deliver on what people actually want for sports cars. These are this is what American car buyers want. They want the big power. They want to row through the gears. They don't really care if it can't get around a corner. They just want to rip the tires <laughs> off uh, and they want to be able to say oh it's limited well yeah one of four thousand yeah but it's limited so all right look the, the cup holders glow different colors so i guess that's worth extra money um where's this gonna land michael deep do you did you oh wait before we answer that question uh-huh. where are the pictures of your bullet in front of your restaurant oh wow uh somewhere i'll show them to you one of these days i'll, like, I'll, I'll find them I can't imagine my, you didn't take a ton of pictures after doing that. I mean, yeah, all my worldly possessions are still in a storage unit in Boulder City. So mm. uh, um, I don't have the photo album with the bullet Mustang here. Um, I do have a few pictures of it at the track, that's for sure. But I'm sure there's one in front of the restaurant. It was really cool because when I did the suspension, the car looked amazing. Mm. I do love these cars, but they still have a live rear axle. And it's that same thing that we were banging on the 50th anniversary Porsche from yesterday. Why wouldn't Ford put independent rear suspension in this car and make it, you know, like really special? If it's supposed to be a step above a GT, then make it handle, like really handle. Yeah. Anyway, that's my pure, pure cosmetic stuff is what it looks like. All right. So it really it is. All right. Well, I was kind of high on this car last night, but it didn't get any bids overnight. I had said $28,000, but I'm going to recant a little bit and go 26000 and offer it back to you. It's Where at 21 it at? now. It's at 21 now. And with how much yeah. time? Uh, almost three hours, 240. All right. And you're at 26. I'll go, I'll go 27. I'll say, look, it, it has really, really low miles. I mean, really yeah. low miles. Uh, and it is not special, really, to me, but Mustang people are a different breed. They, the, uh, the guy that brings his, and we talk about this all the time, the guy that brings a lawn chair to the car show, uh, those guys want this car, and they want it in they a bad do. way. Uh, and some of them are still alive, even, so they might have some money. And uh, maybe <laughs> some they'll. Are still alive, even. <laughs> maybe they'll spend it on this stupid car. Uh, all oh, right, my so God. There's, yeah. there's the number, I think, 27. Uh, uh, I, yeah, I think it could go a little higher than that, but uh, it, look, it absolutely might. But there's four thousand of them in this country. I, it just seems silly to pay such a high premium. If you're just patient, mm-hmm. you'll find one uh, that's more affordable. Yeah, and there's probably a lot of them with very low miles too, because a lot of these guys they go out, they buy put them, them and think, oh, it's special. I'll put them yep. away, and then they die, and then their kids sell them on BAT. So the yeah, big question nothing. is: Is this car being sold by the uh, by the original owner, or was this car inherited? And the millennials are like, what are we? Oh do man, like, how do we? That is, in. that is a grim but accurate take. Yep. Uh, there it is. All right. Well, let's get out of stupid American car, muscle cars, and see if we can find something more interesting. What do we got? JP, check out Doug DeMiro found for us another 2005 BMW X5 4.8 IS. Now, mm. BMW never threw the M treatment to this first generation of the X5, but the 4.8 IS was by far its most extreme performance version of the car. Bigger wheels, stiffer suspension, uh, you know, a little bit hyped up motor. Uh, this car is offered out of Galloway, Ohio in black sapphire metallic, which I have to say is a gorgeous color on this car. It has just 109,000 miles on an 05, that's pretty low miles to be to be sure. It's a no-reserve auction. Um, there's not really any modifications to the car, except that the guy who drove it last really was into driving it. He put coilover conversion on the kit uh, and then did 20 and 30 millimeter wheel spacers, respectively. Uh, so by all accounts, this is probably one of the best handling first-gen Cayennes of all time. Uh, I mean, check it out. It's It's got a good stance, and it probably hooks up. So there you go. Uh, probably a fantastic value. It's a no reserve auction. It's sitting at $8,800 on 17 bids. And I will tell you, JP, before we start guessing where this one was going to come in at, uh, it was at $5,000 last night. So it's gotten three grand in bids overnight uh, as we head towards the close of auction on Doug DeMiro's Cars and Bid site. Uh, so any love for the BMW counterpart to our beloved Cayennes? Uh 
no, <laughs> just straight up no. I I love the way these look. I really like them when they came out. This is they are awesome when they work, but these things are pieces of junk. I mean, I think this thing might rival the Fiat um, 850 Spider that we talked about before. Whoa. For as wonderful as the performance Whoa. on this thing is, it is gonna be a pile of crap. I mean, you're just gonna have little things going wrong with it constantly and big things. And you know, it's great that they got rid of the uh, air ride because that is a horrible thing to deal with. And look, this car is a piece of crap, not just because of the 4.8. The 4.6 and 4.8s just had all kinds of problems. But this thing uh, is in poor condition. I mean, the seats, the steering wheel, there's wear items everywhere. They obviously didn't detail it. So you can see there's a whole bunch of DNA in the air vents and stuff. It's just, it's the car is kind of gross, really. Uh, in you know, they, yeah, I, I wouldn't touch this thing with yeah run away run away i i would i Wait. would suggest someone buy an audi before they buy this dumb thing wow that's i can't believe you said those words yeah all right uh, tell me what your your cayenne turbo is uh my cayenne turbo is an 08 cayenne yeah 08 all right yeah. and so it's basically the top of the line performer for the first gen cayenne and it's yeah. about a 20 plus thousand dollar car and yeah. here's the top of the line maybe a couple more miles maybe not quite as good a cosmetic condition not even remotely hold on not even yeah. remotely as good condition right I mean, right, but I'm just saying, yeah. you know, just so we get a fair comparison, and this car is not even going to break ten grand. So I mean, yeah. this car is not even worth, you know, forty percent of what your Cayenne is worth, and that's yeah. the reason because they're not reliable, and, and then most of them got driven into the ground anyways. Look at this, Michael Deep. I mean, you've got the uh, the rear cigarette lighter. Uh, it's missing. You know, it's missing. Yeah. I mean, that's not yeah. really a big deal. It's not like you can't replace that somewhere. So I don't know if you're taking pictures of your car, do that. Replace that. This just makes you think uh, that, oh, gosh, nobody cared about this car. That thing's long Nobody gone. cared about this How car. many so other true. things have been looked over? And what's with the plastic on the floor? I know. Okay. I was thinking that, too. I was like, what the hell? It's not a dealer. The dealer's not offering it. This is a private party sale. But, man, it's clearly somebody's flirting around this the dealership. Is sketch as F. Do not buy, yeah. look. Do, run away from this car, you guys. Um <laughs> I, these are really cool when they work. I mean, a low mileage one would be kind of fun if you're, you know, like, yeah. all right, well, I can deal with all the, the little things that will break constantly door rate, you know, door regulators and, and your every, everything on that dash is going to break. All those window switches are going <laughs> to stop working. Uh, if they even do already, uh, the sunroof, just, just one thing after the other is going to fail on this. And then you're going to have some kind of like, uh, you know, analog brake module is going to fail or some kind of oh, thousands. Gosh, just, be thousands, just thousands constantly. Crap. It's going to be yeah. thousands of dollars of things uh, to deal with. So just run away and look at the steering wheel guys. I mean, it is just trashed, um, <laughs> which I appreciate that someone drove it. Great. Cool. Well, it's yours. So keep it and keep driving it until it blows up because it's kind of, uh, what's it, where's this thing going to land? I don't know, JP. It's, so it made a big jump last night. I had put eight grand last night, and then I woke up this morning, and the thing was sitting at $8,800 on 17 bids. I still don't think this car has a long way to go. So uh, I'm going to go to 9500 and send it back to you. And it's at where right now? 88? 8800 yeah. I'll go 9000 I think it stalls. I think wherever it's at, I, I think we're going to have a very typical cars and bids Endo. No flurry. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's like, all right, well, where it reached is where it's going to be. Anticlimactic. Don't they sell a pill for that? Yeah, boy. And you're going to, gosh, I'm just looking at this thing. <laughs> it sucks because I want to like this thing. I, I love, yeah. you know, sport. Yeah, the 4.8 IS when it came out was like the top of the line, you know, badass. Oh, man, you know, it hauls power, butt handling. when it works. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's a bakery delivery truck. Hauls buns, yeah. right? All the, the Christmas trees constantly. Oof. Horrible. Horrible yeah. vehicle. It's so true. Uh, especially yeah. one that's been beat All down right. like this. All right, moving on. All right, moving on. JP, check out. I, I know you're not a huge fan of the blue, but I love this. This 2001 Porsche 911 Turbo 6-speed. This is a 996 Turbo with a manual and ridiculously low miles. JP, our car is in Santa Barbara, California with just 6,000 miles on the odometer. This car is basically brand new. Lapis blue metallic does not offend me. I'm okay with it. The part I'm struggling with, JP, and I want you to slow down when you get to the interior photos, mm. because according to the ad, this car has lapis blue, I'm sorry, Metropole blue full leather upholstery. Mm. Now, JP, when you did road trip in your 993 C4S, I am fairly certain that the color blue interior that you were rocking on your long road trip for season one of Porsche road trip was in fact 
uh, lapis blue, or sorry, I keep saying that wrong, Metropole blue full leather interior. Whereas these interior photo shots absolutely look black to me. I, I What am I missing? Is that not black? That's black, brother. There's yeah, no this way says Metropole blue, blue full leather interior, and there's no way somebody redid the dash, the lower dash, the center console, the carpet, and the seats on a 6,000-mile car. So I think it's written wrong, which is just really weird. Um, but anyway, there you go. I think this car is gorgeous. I would absolutely rock this car. Dark blue, black interior, silver wheels, red brake caliper. It's a manual. It's a Metzger manual. I This is... This is fantastic. What an amazing value. You could have picked this car up for 40 grand about three or four years ago, but they have been trending in the right direction. And this low mile example could be in for a serious late flurry. JP, our car has four hours and 45 minutes to go, which is a long time, but it's already up to $68,000. I mean, you theoretically could put this car away and speculate on it as a collector, but I'd love to see somebody buy it and drive it as their weekend car and just have fun with it. That is a hot car right there. Yeah, I am so with you on the Metro. Look, if this thing had Metro blue interior, holy cow, that would be awesome because of the exterior color. But I just, I mean, even, you know, we see it all the time where filters and photography and lighting and all that stuff makes it hard to determine colors like especially yeah. you like you look at a mexico blue versus a riviera blue on the internet multiple pictures it's really hard to tell which one's which yeah because of the different you know shades and stuff uh yeah. until you see them right next to one another but i just can't see any situation where this interior is could be blue because you look at like right now i've got a picture of, of a seat and you got the handle here and the handle the plastics are always going to be black uh yeah. and that still looks compared to the leather that looks black i mean there's no way that's blue no way no way um so yeah with uh with the Petrol blue with a Metropole blue interior that would be something special uh the exterior <laughs> color on this is just really i mean of all the blues i think this is pretty much the most boring lame one this is it's such a honda blue it's like you can it's yeah i just <laughs> it, it is the ambient of uh porsche colors i mean i i think i would rather have a champagne gold one uh than this color it's just hideous but i know that i am in the minority when it comes to that uh people yeah. really go gaga over this dumb color uh and with a black interior i think it's acceptable and it would totally rock it and love this car so often when you see them in this color the color that you get in the interior is gray uh or even worse right, that, right. you know that savannah beige, beige or whatever Ugh, and it's just everywhere especially on a 996 interior 996 interiors really need to be dark colors like black or maybe a metropole blue but uh yeah this is a this is a great car uh it's gonna go for some big money where's it gonna land well, JP, that is a good question, and I'm glad you asked. So <laughs> that I, is what we do on the show, right? Yeah, I wrote $82,000, and I'm feeling like that's a little conservative. Uh, yeah, geez, How man, many miles did say. you say this has on it? 6,000 miles out wow. of Santa Barbara, California. And we um, saw we looked at that white one the other day, and that you know, which was had an accident on the on the Carfax. It wasn't a yeah. it wasn't a salvage or anything like that, but it did have nope. an accident listed and it had some miles on it right it had like i don't know a, a few a few twenty five thousand, which is still 000, really yeah. low miles but i mean six thousand miles you could you could bring this to market and say it's brand new like there's yeah. no chips on it there's no nothing i mean what if you could do it all over again would you buy one what would you pay you know to get a brand new one off the showroom floor because that's this is about as close as you're going to find to that listen i wouldn't be surprised if this car brought a hundred grand but i think you know I think there'll be a little bit tempered, you know, flurry on this one. So I'm going to stick to my bid of $82,000 and say that's still a whopping amount of money for just a plain Jane six-speed 996 turbo. Where is it now? 68000 on nine bids. Yeah, I'm going to go eighty. I think uh, I think 996s are super strong. I just, even low miles, uh, I just don't think they're that strong. Uh, yeah. I, I, you're just, you, we've seen uh, that 997 turbos aren't breaking 100. So, um, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, fantastic car. One of the best cars in the world you can get. Uh, still makes it one of the best bangs for the buck, too, even at yeah, $8,000. I bet our boy Buddha would love this car. I bet yeah. he'd have a blast with that with that uh, lapis blue. He'd start rocking lapis blue hippie beads and all that sort of thing, and then 
adorn it with like Clemson orange stickers and the orange and blue would compliment. <laughs> All right. What else we got? Uh, let's, right, let's run through these last couple of cars here. I'm sure. not sure if you, I'm glad you yeah, can still you're hear kind me, of fro- uh, yeah. but I'm frozen up. So I'm not sure what the All internet's right. doing on us. Really quickly. P car market has a car similar to what we looked at the other day. It's a 2005 Porsche 997 Carrera S Cabriolet six speed manual. Uh, this car has just 34,000 miles on it. Uh, silver with black interior JP. It's got the lobster claws and it's got the adaptive sports seats. This is a really cool car. I would love to rock this car. I read into the ad and this guy suggests that it, as an 05 and a half, it has the larger serviceable IMS bearing, which doesn't make any sense. I, anyway, uh, people... People start to yeah, grill him on no, this no, take. It, it absolutely makes sense. Um, there were Does two, it? yeah, there were two different versions of it. But go ahead. Well, anyways, anyway, he tries to upload the VIN on PCAR. PCAR shoots it down because they think he's putting his phone number up there, um, and so he's trying to answer people that they, he's going to submit the VIN, and then people can tell him if he's got the larger or the smaller IMS bearing and whether or not it can be serviced. And there's no evidence that the IMS bearing has been done on this car, so the consigner is offering to do the IMS bearing for the winner of this lot Mm. at a reduced shop rate of a flat rate of $2,500 for an LN engineering IMS bearing. Mm. So that's what this car is being offered with. A very interesting lot indeed. It is a dealer-offered car. So I'm guessing this guy's got a lift and and is legit. It's not going to be a garage IMS bearing. But in any case, there's a lot to like here. Sport exhaust, um, the uh, adaptive sports seats, uh, Bose high-end sound system, sport chrono package, lobster claws, low miles, beautiful car, S, manual. I, that's a good car. Yeah. And if you get the IMS bearing, then you're ready to rock. So our car sitting at JP, $29,500 with just two hours to go. It's only got nine bids. Um, but that seems like a lot of value there, right? Isn't this a Yeah, how many, miles, how many miles does it have on it? Uh, 34,000. Wow, that's really low. I mean, it looks I mean, new. Yeah, it yeah, looks really new. I'd be way more concerned about cylinder scoring than uh, than an IMS on this one. But you know, chances are you're going to be just fine. This is uh, look, it's a convertible. People are there's tons of cabriophobes out there, so the cabrios don't bring nearly as much money. We saw a the, a black coupe version of this just the other day, and how much did that go for? Sixty grand or something? Yeah, uh, it was very much the same car. So here we are at half that. Uh, I'm sure it'll get a little bit more. Um, but uh, and we are in spring, so now is the time if you want a cab. A lot of people are going to go out looking for one. Uh, I certainly love this car. Silver and black, I think, is all is just so great. It's so money. Uh, people want the goofy colors. They want the lapis blues. They want the this color and that. I mean, I just think that's yeah. Again, I kind of I defer back to the bad guy rule. A bad guy is never going to drive a <laughs> bright green car. Uh, this car, on the other hand, is just classic cool it's always going to look good the color is never going to be out of style like some you know bright colors kind of come and go um and this is i mean what a fantastic way to tear up miles with the roof down and all you're going to hear all that great exhaust uh man i this this is just a beautiful car love it 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 really is i i like this car there's a lot to like here jp i incorrectly said sport exhaust i was thinking of another car um uh our i think it does though doesn't it because i Looking at well, the has, buttons. Oh no, it doesn't. Okay, it's, it's not good. a standalone. It's not a standalone yeah. option. So it's yeah. got Sport Chrono. It does have adoptive sports seats, uh, and it's got the lobster claws. Uh, and I think that's enough. I mean, look, yeah. it'd be cool if it has sport exhaust, but you can change the exhaust with Fab Speed or somebody else. But right. did JP, back in 05, this was a $100,000 car. Uh, and you got to wonder if this car is even going to break 50 today. And it's with 35,000 miles on it. This is a crazy good value, right? Yeah. And I think we've seen on P-Car Market, uh, you know, you wind up getting late stage rallies pretty often, uh, not unlike uh, bring a trailer. Still think this car would probably bring more money on BAT, but, you know, it would take the guy a month uh, to get it on there. So maybe he misses out on the convertible rush for spring. Uh, if he were to choose to go that way, where yeah. will this car land? Michael Deeb. All right. So JP, I thought this car would bring the mid forties, but now that you know that the cons- the winner of this lot is probably going to pay the consigner another $2,500 to do the IMS bearing. Uh, I think that's going to maybe hurt the final hammer price. So I'm going to say 40 grand, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if I was wrong in it and it brought more money because it's just a really nice car. I think it's a brilliant move on the seller's part. I mean, just it's like, look, okay, there's ambiguity. Fine. We'll just yeah. do it. 
Just yep. shut the f up, people. I mean, the IMS thing is so annoying if you are buying or selling one of these cars. And I'll be the yep. first to admit it. I always mention that it is something that you have to you have to bring it up. It has to be talked about. But to get into this, oh, it's the big row versus the small row, and it's serviceable. Blah blah blah. blah. Just shut, this guy uh, totally. Props to you, man. Just saying, fine. One way or the other, we're replacing it. So you guys all shut the f up. Um, yeah, I'm wondering tw- if you say, huh? $2,500 is a good value for an IMS bearing, especially yeah. if they're using the LN uh, bearing. That's, that's yeah, a great, that, that is a good know, deal. Uh, accident reported. Did you look into that? I mean, was it a minor accident or something like that? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it, it, like, I mean, why bother? It's just, yeah, it was it's silly. Just uh, yeah, good. It, there's a picture of it. Let me see. Yeah, just a little. Somebody tapped him on the rear and the driver's mm. side. And that's it. It you know wasn't frame damage or airbags. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, so what? Uh, what's your number? I said forty because you're gonna still have to pay for the bearing itself. So you're gonna put you know a fee for P car and then another twenty five hundred for the bearing, and then you're mm. either gonna ship it home or drive it. So you know you're gonna be in this thing with tax and everything. You're gonna be close to fifty grand when it's all said and done. Yeah, I'll, I'll still go a little higher because it is low miles. People get it over is. stupid low it's miles. It's beautiful um, car. I'd still rather have a 50,000 mile one that's had all the service kind of done and we know it's good, but, uh, yeah, I'll go 43. Um, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. And this one's for lane lane. I know you're watching. This is for you, babe. <laughs> ah, Here we go, baby. Look at this 1991 Suzuki Samurai JL. Oh, snap. Look at that white with white wheels. That is Santa Cruz love right there, baby. Lane Skelton, if I had all the money in the world, I would buy you this car and make you rock it. Out of Meridian, Idaho, with just 35,000 original miles, this is a five-speed manual um, transmission. Dual-range transfer case uh, denotes that it's all-wheel drive. I hope somebody backs me up on that. I really don't know my Jeeps. But, yeah, just a regular 1.3-liter inline four. It looks clean but i think when you really look at the photos underneath jp there's a lot of surface corrosion i'm not saying it's all rusted out but it looks like i mean it's in idaho but it looks like this car spent either a lot of time on salted roads or near the beach at some point in its life um anyway there you go jp take a look at those underside photos and the engine compartment and and help explain to me what i think i'm seeing with regards to this car having maybe a little bit of a rough life and it's despite the low miles. I don't know. Our friend Matt Drobny, uh, who bought my LeBron, the, the 1988 Chrysler the Baron from me. Um, Matt's he a good was guy. Actually, yeah, he's, he's awesome. He was actually looking for a clean one of these uh, for a while. I think it was for a friend or something like that. And we, uh, yeah. we helped him find one like down south of the border. But anyways, um, I yeah, it, this does have some odd corrosion in place. It's weird. Um, does it say where this car was from before? Is there a Carfax? Uh, you keep talking. There is. Yeah, I'm opening as we speak, and Carfax says that this car ha- was in San Diego, okay. Encinitas, Del Mar. Yeah, it was a blah, beach blah. car, Cal- basically. Yeah. yeah. So that, that yeah. you know, when- this corrosion doesn't look terrible. It just uh, yeah. so because- from, from from 91 to 18, it was in California, and then in 18, it went to Idaho. Okay, so it's got some surface rust underneath in places that you would expect, but I don't see any cancer. Like I don't see any big like yeah. any holes happening or anything like that. And now that it's been moved to Idaho, it's going to be just fine. The body is exceptionally clean. The exterior is really oh, really no. nice. You don't see them this <laughs> nice, and it's, it's cool a to have a hard top. Yeah, it's cool that yeah. it has the hard the removable hard top. If it were an actual hard top, it would bring more money. Um, but I mean, why wouldn't you want to? one that you can take the top off this is gonna JP. be so much fun in the summer or on the beach yeah jp could you just imagine that car with dwa and rad stickers all over it yeah Parked i want to see lane driveway i want to see lane and bradley lane and bradley driving this thing around oh, uh, no. bradley will drive it no problem it's it's lane the one that would have to swallow his pride i think to no drive no this you're car. missing I it i want to see them both <laughs> in the car at oh, the same time oh listening to wham cds and drinking heck orange mocha frappuccinos. yeah heck yeah they could go to the gas station and have a have a petrol fight um this is so worth yes. that. Uh, yeah, no, oh I love those guys. God. All that right, where's it, where's this one? Speaking of, yeah, that would be hot. It would be a flaming <laughs> hot. Uh, where is this going to land? Cheetos. All right, JP. Believe it or not, I'm bringing a trailer. <clears throat> this car still has almost five hours to go. Four hours and 47 minutes left on the clock as we record. It's on 16 bids, and it's already at an even $10,000. 
this car is really clean. It's got low miles. And if you uh, back me up that that's just super corro- surface corrosion and nothing to worry about, I would not be surprised if this four-wheel drive manual version would bring $15,000. I know I'm high, but it's rad, man. This is this car how many, is such... How many miles does it have? 35,000 original okay. miles. Yeah. yeah, I'm going 15 grand. I'm going all the money. And somebody's going to bring this car to Rad... Uh, Radwood in San Mateo this summer. I think it's July. Is that not an Alpine stereo that's branded as a Suzuki? Look at those buttons, man. That is hilarious. Oh, my God. That is so uh, funny. Um, yeah, 15. Yeah, that sounds absurd. But, gosh, I mean, who knows these days? Ah, I'm not going to get no. that uh, Where is it at now? 10 grand. 10 grand. Yeah, I'll go 13. I'm going to split that. I knew it. Yeah. I could almost get I could almost just yeah. I could fill in your bids for you now. <laughs> you really could. <laughs> Where is he going to go? All right, guys. All right, JP. Believe it or not, we completed a show. I think you yeah. froze once, but not too much latency. Yeah, they're doing some uh, they're doing some internet work uh, or work on our internet here in our building, and so we made it through. Hopefully, I'm assuming the show is live and actually didn't stop at some point. The little button says it's still happening. So thanks for watching, guys. Uh, make sure you hit the subscribe, like, and notification button so you get the notification when we do go live. It takes YouTube a little while to populate the show on our channel after the show closes when it's live. So uh, if you don't have that notification button, there can be fresh nerds available that you are unaware of. You need the freshest, least stale, least sticky, and you don't want old stale nerds. (laughs) Although we do recommend you go back and watch all the old bid nerd episodes uh, from way back and just binge watch them all. I mean, if you've already watched everything on Netflix, you've seen every stupid show show on amazon there's nothing there's never anything new so now we're here for you we've got hundreds of episodes of bid nerds for you to binge watch (laughs) as well as a whole brand new tv uh, show series porsche road trip on pluto tv (laughs) that you can go binge watch and there's eight of those episodes so look we're here for your content viewing pleasure uh we're getting close to the weekend you needed something to do anyway so just nerd out on bid nerds for days how many days would it take to watch every bid nerds episode oh my god someone should do some math that's uh that's scary to add all that up um, I think the guys in the CIA like torture camps in the you know Blackwater, uh, right. you know in the mid Guantanamo the East, Bay, yeah Guantanamo Bay. I think that's how they how they get information out of terrorists. They make them watch back to back bid nerds episodes yeah. until they're like bid nerds. Find the nuclear bomb is in the cave over there. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I would go yeah. very quickly. Please just waterboard me. Why do I have to watch these idiots? And listen to Taylor Swift CDs. Yeah, that too. Uh, backwards. Um, all right. Uh, thanks for watching, guys. Uh, we've got one more episode for you tomorrow coming up at 9 o'clock uh, on the uh, Pacific time. Bid Nerd, your daily nerd on the most interesting cars of the day. Deeb, anything you want to say before we sign out? No, thanks, thanks to Paul and Lane this week uh, for being on the show. You guys rock. Awesome, guys. See you tomorrow. Nerd!